Welcome to The Forecast. I'm your host, Carly Harmson. As a licensed master esthetician with nearly two decades of experience, I feel confident to meet you here every week to educate about the latest trends and must-have products, as well as to decode the science and demystify the overwhelming world of skincare. Whether you're a wide-eyed, curious beginner or you're a veteran skincare pro, this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite face mask and discover with me someone who's not only a skincare guru, but also a card-carrying member of Skincare Obsessed, just like you. Get ready for this episode of The Podcast, starting now. Exfoliation, this could include like over exfoliating with scrubs. You know, I think of the era I was coming in, up in, which was the St. Ive apricot facial scrub, which was pretty abrasive, pretty aggressive, but we're seeing more chemical exfoliant treatments being popular. So I'm looking at you, the Schmordinary AHA, BHA peeling solution. You've seen it. It's the red peel that people are using as an overnight treatment or as a donor. It's problematic. DIY skincare, like home dermaplaning. The dermaplane that I do in a treatment room or that I receive from one of my friends who's a certified licensed esthetician is much different than the dermaplane you can buy and do at home. And so for the most people who do not have access to the proper tools, the home dermaplaning is actually pretty uh, abrasive, pretty aggressive on the skin because of the dull blade. It kind of sounds counterintuitive, but that's the truth. It really tears up the skin, leaving that to the pros whenever possible, or even worse, home microneedling or dermal rolling that can rip little micro lesions into the skin, or in the case of a, a legit pen, again, we have this mentality of if a little bit's good, more is better. So if I were to get a microneedling treatment for my esthetician every six weeks, then doing it every week or every two weeks must be better at home. And that's just not true. We are definitely causing some some trauma to the skin. We need to allow for periods of rest and recovery in the skin. Sometimes even going to an esthetician or medical provider and receiving certain advanced treatment like microneedling or like the very recently popular Morpheus 8 treatment or laser resurfacing like a CO2, laser treat ablative laser treatment these can result in they will they will result in a compromise barrier for a time same with some chemical peels and other treatments but a good provider is equipped with providing you or me an appropriate post-care routine which is all focused on recovery repairing and recovering the skin so letting the the skin do what it's meant to do internally but supporting it topically with with these barrier supportive products. This post-care routine should go beyond just like hydration or in some cases like sealing in, you know, creating a second skin. So I had a a pretty uh, intense laser resurfacing treatment and I was just given Vaseline to take home. While that creates a nice second layer or second skin to allow the skin to do its thing to heal, we can do more than that. We can infuse or, or put onto the skin more barrier supportive products that are going to reduce inflammation, redness, heat, and rebuild that barrier. And we'll talk about some of those great ingredients in just a minute. So let's talk about what the skin barrier looks like when it is in distress, when it is compromised, or as one Reddit user said, broken. <laughs> When the skin barrier is compromised, it manifests as symptoms like flaking, peeling, it could be in specific areas, inflammation, redness, dehydration, itching, 
I find that it's really common in this area, what we might call the snout area. So around the nostrils, around the mouth, the chin, onto the jawline or cheeks. I feel like that's the most common area we'll see compromise barrier, but it, it can certainly happen anywhere on the skin. Oftentimes up around the eyes when people have taken their tretinone too high or they're using and abusing a retinol eye cream. I see that a lot around the eyes too, where even like tears, you know, when the eye tears, it kind of stings that barrier a little bit because it's so compromised. So my litmus test of a compromised barrier, whether I'm in a treatment room or I'm just like today I was getting my nails done and I was talking to my nail girl about it, is when you put on a moisturizer, so it's it's not a treatment cream, it's a you know, a moisturizer that's just intended to hold and seal in hydration and maybe soothe the skin. When you put something like that on or facial oil and it stings or maybe even stingles, it's like not a full on sting, but there's a little something or maybe you want to kind of itch, you know, that you feel a little activity. To me, that is a telltale sign of a compromised barrier. I call it the barrier burn and it's unique in that these products that should not feel active on the skin, particularly ones that are really emollient or rich in lipids, and they do. You're here, you're listening, why should you care about the skin barrier? Perhaps you are struggling with it. You suspect that you might be having some challenges with your skin barrier, which again, leaves the skin more susceptible to not only symptoms like inflammation and redness and, and things like that, but maybe even, you know, sets the skin up for some disease, right? Some issues like acne. I see oftentimes people with acne simultaneously have barrier problems because a lot of what they've used to treat the acne can create that. Or maybe you're a professional and you have more and more clients asking you about how to take care of their skin barrier. This is what I'm here to share with you today. And hopefully you find it helpful in your future treatment of clients. So let me speak to everyone, regardless of if you're a skin pro or not. A disrupted barrier results in all of those undesirable symptoms I mentioned before. Obviously, this is alone enough of a reason to ensure the skin is healthy and intact. But what I didn't really focus on in that list too much, I mentioned it a few times, is inflammation. Inflammation is the root symptom of pretty much every undesirable skin condition out there. But beyond that, inflammation, especially ongoing or chronic inflammation, we sometimes call that inflammaging, is going to accelerate the rate at which your skin ages. So this is one of the main culprits in premature aging, is this chronic inflammation that could be a result of just a messed up barrier for years and years. So with the obsession for, for youth, focusing on the health of the skin first, rather than like the symptoms or appearance of the skin, should be an important strategy to your skincare routine, whether, again, you are you know, using skincare at home, or for those of you that are providing professional treatment, this is so, so important. So, and you're here, so I know you care. Now, if I can just speak directly to the skin professional or esthetician that may be listening, a compromise barrier should be one of the very first things you correct in your treatment room, even though it doesn't have like such direct visible symptoms. In other words, preventing or correcting something like aging or acne will be difficult. It'll be impaired if that basic health and function of the skin, that protective barrier is not intact. We've been taught to treat skin kind of backwards to focus first on correction, right? That's usually when we see clients is when they start to see the little crow's feet or they get the little acne breakout or blemishes. That's when they start coming to us. And so that's what we want to target. Of course, we want to deliver results for the concern that our client has, but we need to go deeper and even deeper than prevention. We need to like go 
to the basics. So the skin barrier and the skin microbiome. With healthy skin, we can get much better results. We can anticipate better outcomes with our treatments, especially those more advanced treatments that have higher risk associated with them. We can predict that outcome better with a, with a healthy skin, with a healthy barrier, a barrier that is strong and fortified. And of course, we'll demand our clients take home post-care products sold or approved by us, or we really should turn them away. We should not agree to treat them. And you are the expert in your treatment room, so you should be able to say, if you will not comply with this prep, treatment, post-care, I'm sorry, but I will not be able to treat you. I think we need to take back the reins in our treatment room a little bit more instead of providing treatments. I saw this a lot with Morpheus 8. It became so trendy and popular that everybody want, suddenly wanted it. And so they would pop into a local med spa. And as a provider, you've never seen them before. You've never treated their skin. You don't know what they're using at home. Sure, you might have them fill out a a consent form, which may include a history of treatment or, or home care, but you haven't performed a baseline treatment on them yet to fully get to know their skin and understand how it's going to respond. And so with Morpheus 8, we saw a lot of really kind of messed up results. And I think that was a result of estheticians not taking or, or medical providers not taking control of their treatment room. We want to deliver results for the clients, but we want to do it safely and effectively. So focusing or having barrier repair and barrier support, a pillar of your treatment strategy, your philosophy, you can't miss the mark with that. So I've talked about what a barrier is. I've talked about what damages it. I've talked about treatments that could potentially contribute. And I've alluded to post-care, but let's talk about exactly how to strengthen the skin barrier, whether you're going back to your esthetician or you're gonna try to do this at home. So if you're a pro in the treatment room, here's a few tips to help you ensure your client has that intact and strong barrier. Avoid chemical pills or advanced exfoliation, including advanced mechanical exfoliation. So I'm thinking of microdermabrasion or hydrodermabrasion. You know what that machine is. Uh, and, and you doesn't mean you can skip that whole treatment. You just skip the area that looks or appears to be affected until the skin is balanced and healthy. Focus on healthy fats and humectant-based skincare with ingredients like ceramides, omega-3 fatty acids, and hyaluronic acid. Those are your friends when treating the barrier. Coach clients to hold off on any chemical exfoliation at home until the skin barrier is improved, including retin-A, tretinone, retinol, and then recommend protective finishing products that almost act like a second skin. So finishing facial oils, some cases silicone-based post-treatment products. Ensure that the skin care is pH balanced to the skin. And in treatment, focus on facials that infuse hydration and moisture both into the skin. The skin barrier is also known as the hydrolipidic barrier or hydrolipidic film. So you know that it tells us exactly what it needs. It needs moisture, so fats, hydration, water. For my skincare fans, I don't wanna forget about you and I won't, I promise. If you suspect you have a compromised barrier, my first recommendation is to go see a skin professional. Even if you can't afford a full treatment, you can ask for a skin consultation. I know estheticians that will do consultations even remotely, so you can get a sense of exactly what you need. And then avoid any aggressive skin treatment treatments, especially DIY forms like like DIY dermaplaning, DIY derma rolling, or DIY microneedling, please. Um, I've also seen the home care microdermabrasion device. It's kind of a cylinder shape. So I would recommend that you skip that. 
as well. If unable to get a professional recommendation on home care, just look for products that are hydrating and moisturizing and feature ingredients like hyaluronic acid, ceramides, niacinamide is really great for barrier support and ingredients like glutathione or, or beta-glucan. If you live in a dry climate, Put a small humidifier in your room at night when you sleep and just avoid excessively hot water on your face like when you wash your face or in the shower. SPF is crucial for a compromised barrier, but you may find you only tolerate a mineral-only sunscreen, so one with zinc oxide or titanium dioxide or a combination. Masking regularly at home with a deep moisture mask, something that doesn't have necessarily enzymes or acids, but it's just for pure hydration and moisture in the skin. It may include an ingredient like shea butter in it. That would be a great treatment for home. Remember, something like that may sting a little bit. That's that barrier burn. But as the skin strengthens and is no longer leaky, that will go away. Some skin barrier products that I've tried over the years and like, so Best Estetician Improved, and these are not sponsored, <laughs> is SkinCeuticals Epidermal Repair, Osmosis Rescue. Those are two more professional medical grade, medical grade brands. If you wanted to go to the drugstore, Target, and pick something up, the Aven Sicklefate collection of products. There's also the La Roche-Posay, another French thermal spring water brand. La Roche-Posay, their Tolerane collection, that would be appropriate. Uh, I do like the Elta MD Barrier Renewal Complex and then Full Transparency. I am affiliated with this brand. Um, I'm not getting paid to mention these products, but I am affiliated with the brand. And that is the Eminence Organics skincare line. Their kombucha leave-on mask as a moisturizer or a mask or almost like a balm is amazing. And then also the facial recovery oil. And then I mentioned uh, Skin Fix, which I think you can get at like Sephora or Ulta, that brand. Skin Fix Barrier Plus Triple Lipid Cream. That's another great one that's not as expensive as some of these spa and, and med spa brands, but is a little a little more, you know, concentrated perhaps than the drugstore brands that I mentioned. So that's just to name a few. There's a lot out there. You can go check those out right away. And again, these all range in so many different price points and can be found from a lot of different places, including from a professional spa or med spa or department store or like, you know, big box store like Sephora or at the drugstore. So what you can expect when you have a healthy skin barrier or when you've helped your client to have a, a healthy skin barrier is more hydrated, plump and glowing skin, less redness and texture, like less flaky skin that will minimize and reduce ability to tolerate advanced skincare treatment that can correct current signs of aging. So those more advanced treatments that I mentioned, you not only will tolerate them better, but you'll have better outcomes with them. And then overall, just like smoother, softer skin that, you know, makes makeup application go on like butter. You feel like you can retain hydration in the skin and the skin appears more even toned, less redness. So if you want to learn more about the skin barrier, I do have a pre-recorded masterclass available from last year. Simply just email me at carly at thebestetician.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well with barrier masterclass in the subject line and I'll be happy to send a viewing link your way. It definitely goes in more detail about what we've talked about today. It is designed for a skincare professional, but anybody can view it. So just hit me up um, in my email with a subject line barrier masterclass and I'll get it to you. So that's it for today. Now go take care of your barrier, beauty. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a bestie or on your socials. 
And if you love the episode, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Your positive feedback means so much to me. You can connect with me at The Real Best Statistician on Instagram or The Best Statistician anywhere else. And hey, babe, this week's forecast looks like clear with a chance of glow. See you next time.